Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Interdonado. The Black Knight Nation podcast is sponsored by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a company run by Joe Ross. Joe Ross, former Army fullback, former Army assistant coach, former Army officer, and we thank Higher Echelon for sponsoring this podcast. You can find our podcast on Apple, uh, Spotify, all those audio platforms. You can also find us on Black Knight Nation YouTube. And please check out our website, blackknightnation.com. There's a lot of information on recruiting. And we're getting very close to the start of the preseason p- practice for, for the Black Knights. And we have uh, a special guest tonight. We're welcoming in wide receivers coach for Army, Aaron Smith. Aaron, thanks for joining us. Hey, Sal, thank you for the opportunity to join the, the Black Knight podcast. Uh, I'm excited to be on with you tonight. Absolutely. Now, I'm not too sure um, when – probably a little outside of a month starting right for, for preseason. It's getting pretty close. And I'm guessing the anticipation, this is going to be your first um, year coaching the team. You came on um, in the spring and had that spring, um, the 15 practices or so to get familiar with the team. And, you know, some people don't know that you were, um, you lived at on post for a while when you were in high school. So maybe you could run us, run us through that. I mean, Aaron, I covered you in high school. I covered you at James I O'Neill when you were a wide receiver there. Uh, for the for the local paper and uh, uh, you know just to talk about that and what it was like to live on campus and I, I think you were there for three years. Uh, so my my father is a retired colonel in the United States Army so he was active duty when I was in high school and you know we were moving from Oklahoma and he told me told me we were moving to New York so I'm thinking you know New York City and then uh, we popped up at the gates of West Point and it, and it wasn't New York City uh, but they were an awesome three years and just the the experiences of, of being, you know, in the Hudson Valley, you know, but more importantly, being on West Point, you know, the to be around the, the young men and women who were getting ready to serve the country. Um, you just being able to go to, to games, whether it was hockey, basketball. I was at every football game. I was lucky enough to, to, to go through some tailgates, to go to the top and get some good food and then be, then be on the sideline. It was um, a pretty special opportunity. Uh, for me. So, you know, I'm excited that uh, that I'm back and I have the opportunity to to, to be here and, and share this with my family now. That's got to be really I realized that you had uh, you were on field access all the home home games. So you really got a taste of what Army football was like right before you went off to college and in college. Right. You uh, it was first you, you wide receiver like you Maryland. Right. Was your first stop. And then UConn. Correct. Two years at uh, University of Maryland and, and three years at UConn. And, and again, being at West Point gave me the exposure to see what college football was all about. You know, the the how tough it could be, but also how much fun and rewarding it could be to be you know involved in college athletics. When you were at West, when you were living on post, did, were you recruited by Army at all? I did. I, I was recruited by by Army. Um, so Bob Sutton was the head coach when I first got here. I went to went to actually went to high school with his daughter. I uh, was good friends with her. And then Todd Berry took over. Um, so I was recruited, um, had opportunity to, you know, I took an official visit. Um, you know, so obviously a special place to me. Um, kind of hard shoes to follow, you know, following a, a, a colonel in the Army, my father. Okay. But, you know, did have the opportunity to, to be exposed to West Point. Gotcha. Um, and so you go to Maryland for your, your your early in your college career, and then you and you you transfer to UConn, and then kind of it comes full circle a little bit, right? When when, when your playing career is over, you are able also to you, you coach at your your alma mater in, in college. So, what was first of all? Do you have any memories from playing either at Maryland or UConn that you could share with us? I mean, the biggest thing is just being involved in 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 college athletics. It's a lot more than what 
people see. I mean, of course, you see, you know, TV and, you know, obviously now it's a, it's a different world with NIL, but just the bonds that you make and, you know, learning how to, you know, to go through adversity. Because obviously in high school, uh, you know, a lot of the a lot of the players that, that make the to play at the collegiate level, they were you know, maybe a big fish in a small, small pond. Now you go to college and you have to learn how to adjust and, and be, you know, a smaller, smaller piece of, of, of a bigger, of a bigger puzzle. Um, but it, you know, it was an awesome two years at Maryland, but a great experience at, at UConn as well. Just, you know, really blessed to have the opportunity to, to play college football, but obviously now to, to coach it and be around, um, you know, especially the guys here at West Point to have the opportunity to serve them. No doubt. UConn, when you were at UConn, they, that was when they were having some success on the field, right? I mean, there were some pretty good teams up there. Correct. So when I got there in 2003, uh, that was our first full year. We were FBS right before wow. we went into the Big East. So um, had a lot of success. It was kind of right around the the turn of the success for, for UConn. Um, a couple of years after I left, they made it to the Fiesta Bowl. So, you know, we had some good years there. And it was kind of the the up-and-coming you know, transitioning from FCS, 1AA football to FBS. So a lot of a lot of good years early on um, in my time at UConn. So how does your coaching career start? Does it start off as a grad assistant or how, how do you get your, your coaching start, so yeah, to speak? I, I'll be honest with you. I When I was getting ready to graduate, I wanted to go to grad school and I did a lot of community service stuff. I wanted to, to work with you know, under, under, you know, privileged youth. And then I had a, a man by the name of Andy Baylock, who was the longtime head baseball coach at UConn. He, he suggested that I meet um, the coach at the United States Coast Guard Academy. He said, Hey, you have a military background. It's football. You're still serving the youth, but you get a chance to, to still be around football. And, you know, at, at first I, I said, nah, thanks, but no thanks. Um, but then I, you know, he talked me into it. And I said, you know what, for you, I'll do it. And then just the opportunity to, to still be around young people and serve young people and still be around football. Um, that was my first stop, the United States Coast Guard Academy. And then I was, I was hooked from there. It was what I wanted to do. And it's my passion. Yeah. So you were at um, an academy to start your career, right? And you, and you also had the experience of being around the football program at West Point when you were in high school. So, I mean, what was it kind of a no brainer to when you were kind of offered this job at Army? I mean, was it, do you consider this I don't know about a dream job, but definitely a destination that you you want to uh, get in your co in your coaching career, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I think when you when you say West Point, I mean, it's no matter who you're talking to that that name means a lot to people. Um, and before you even get into the football, just the you know the young women and, and men that that come here to serve their country that are called upon on a you know on a bigger purpose, you know, and then to have the opportunity to to play college athletics is kind of a a cherry on top. But, you know, when the opportunity was here, I, I, I wanted it and I wanted it bad. You know, hey, this is a place that I that I grew up. But, you know, West Point is special and the opportunity to coach, you know, these young men and to serve, you know, this this football team. You know, I it was something I wanted to do. And I'm very fortunate to have the opportunity to do so. Is it something that during your coaching career that you did you did you ever uh, apply or did you ever show interest before this time around? I mean, uh, when, when you, when you were younger in your coaching career, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, just like probably anybody in coaching, you always kind of look back to where home is. And, you know, when you're a military brat, you get to pick your home. So, so I have about you know, two of them in mind, but this place was home for me for my high school years. And, you know, you always, you know, I follow, you know, every, every season at West Point and, you know, have an opportunity to know people still involved with the program and, you know, and then, you know, of course, you know, when, when, when the game comes in December, no matter what I was doing, uh, working, you know, with the various other football programs, I always had my phone out 
if I couldn't watch the game, I had my phone out, you know, seeing what was going on. So, I mean, this place is special to a lot of people, um, obviously special to me from having my time here. But, you know, when, when I saw there was a potential opportunity, you know, I dove headfirst into it. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you see when Coach Munkin gets here in 2014 and how the program is now, you know, a consistent winner each year, right? And, I mean, when you when you get to a program like that and you get that, you know, just the, the, cult, the culture. Culture is a word that's used a lot, but brotherhood is also a, lot, a word that's used a lot at West Point with the core cadets as much as the football team, right? And I was wondering when you first got – to like say your first couple days on the job at West Point, what was that like? I mean, you kind of knew a lot about that from being around the program in high school, but then to have it be, Hey, this is what I'm going to be around for 365. You know what, what I'm going to the, the job at, at hand, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, probably more than I ever imagined. And again, growing up in the military family, you kind of have an understanding of what, you know, it takes special people. Um, you know, it takes special young men and women to come here. Uh, but just the the first couple of days, it was kind of a shock of adrenaline. I mean, the these young men are are phenomenal to be around. They love football. They love West Point. But you know, more importantly, they love each other, and that's a lot of fun to be around. And, and it starts, you know, obviously with with this place. This is West Point. Um, but then with Coach Monken and the culture that he's built, and this brotherhood is is deep. You know, and these guys. You know, I keep talking about service, but, you know, you, you serve these young men and they, they serve one another. You know, it's important to them um, that they're doing what they need to do for each other. And that's what team's all about. I mean, if you if you had to define a team and, and put a picture of it, I mean, you can take a picture of our locker room. It's a it's a special group to be a part of. And, you know, I'm just you know, I'm definitely excited and blessed that I have the opportunity. I mean, this is I know this is work, but man, like. To, to be able to walk into that building every day, watch those guys lift, watch them train, watch them compete, you know, watch them just be around each other. It's it's awesome. Absolutely. And that Army, so you, wide receivers coach at Army is a lot different than being a wide receivers coach at UConn, right? Because of the offense, the um, the option offense that Army plays where it's run first, so to speak. And um, what, what was that like for you? Because I meant now – blocking you're probably doing more blocking drills or having more blocking practice practice uh blocking during those sessions than you had before was that something that you did you research at all or is that something that you kind of knew that coming into the job that you would have to your position players would have to put a lot of effort into that no doubt i'm guessing yeah, well, I'll say, you know, no matter where you're at, you have your your core principles, um, you know, whether it's, you know, coach receivers. For me, it's it's stance and start. It's route running. It's blocking and it's releases. And all those things are involved no matter which offense, you know, you're in. So you have that foundation. Now, schematically, what we do is, you know, is cater towards the young men that we're able to recruit that fits, you know, our scheme. And, you know, Coach Munkin talks about it all the time. If we possess the ball and we're scoring the football, it makes it pretty hard on the other team. So the schematics are a little bit different. I've been, you know, in programs that ran the triple, um, you know, but to me, it's just another opportunity to to be a part of something that's that's bigger than, you know, the, the scheme, you know, you can run whatever scheme that you want. If you're not having success and winning games, you know, what, what does that mean? And, you know, you know, coach Davis has implemented, um, you know, his system here and the guys run it really well. And it's a lot of fun to be a part of. You, you mentioned like, we mentioned like wide receivers at army, right. And the physicality of that position and how like sometimes you may be uh, blocking in a little bit and having to 
play an outside linebacker, maybe a defensive end and stuff like that. How much is that embraced by the players? Do you think about being like, because I know back in the day, uh, not back in the day, a few years back when you talk about guys like Jeff and Jekum, I mean, th- those guys definitely took bl- personally took blocking, you know, uh, and, and winning those blocks, you know, they want, they knew that that was a part of the offense's success. So how, you know, the physicality of the position. Can you talk about that a little bit? Right, and again, it's ingrained in the, the culture of this football team. You know, whatever your job or your response, your responsibility is you do it, you know, to the best of your ability. And, you know, these guys embrace every, every ounce of what they're asked to do. And, you know, and part of what we do, it is, it is blocking. And they, they go at it just as hard as any place I've ever been at running a route. I mean, it is really important to them. And, um, and it's and it's not just for each individual, it's for the group. You know, there's there's a rallying cry with the group, you know, to be the most physical, you know, group of receivers in the in the country. And they take pride in that. And that's top down, you know. And I think that is when you step into a room where hey, this is the culture, you know, put in place by the program and it's filtered into the room, it's I'm not pulling teeth to get guys to 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 practice hard. I mean, they they go and it's important to them. It's a big part of, of what we do and it you know makes our offense successful. And if you can run the ball successfully, you you have opportunities in the past game. Yeah, I was wondering, like with it being you know your your first season coaching army, is there anything that you want to do in your position group or position room to put a stamp on what you want to accomplish for the for for the guys? I mean I know that there's a lot, you know, the, the groups have nicknames at Army, you know, the position groups have nicknames at Army, or maybe is there um, a motto or a saying that you guys might want to follow? Uh, did you implement any of that? Or yeah, You know, we, again, and there's a sign that's in the room, and I think, I think it started with uh, Jeff Ajakum and, and his crew. You know, it's just, you know, the home of the most physical receiver group in the country. And and I think that's a starting point. And, and that's not just blocking. That's, you know, sometimes you may have to, catch a slant and get a first down it mean maybe it means getting off of press coverage you know whatever that entails but you know just being the the toughest group in the nation you know trying to to be willing to to do whatever it takes for this team to be successful and i i think you start there and that doesn't matter you know whatever coach uh whatever the plays that that's called you know we're, we're gonna go out there and, and try and execute it you know if we have to get in there in the box and, and dig out a linebacker we're gonna we're gonna do that to the best of our ability so the the big rallying cry for our group is you know to to play as hard as you can um you know for the full four quarters and you know at the end of the day if you've done your best we'll, we'll see where the chips lie no doubt if you're watching us right now and you have a question for aaron or myself please uh, feel free to send us questions um Let's start. Let's go uh, to the guys that you have in your position room and we could talk about we'll talk about one and then we'll talk about some of the other guys. Isaiah Alston and the, the breakout season he had last year. It's something that you could see on the he was on the horizon. He was very close to you saw his freshman year. The talent was there and he it seemed like he put it all together um, his sophomore year and to um, you know, start your first season off with a with a talent like Isaiah Alston. Um, just what have you seen from him and what is it like coaching him so far? I'd say the biggest thing is he's he's like all the rest of those guys in the room where it's team first. You know, you, you go to a lot of places and you have a, a big playmaker on the outside and it's, you know, how many touches can I get? You know, not once in spring am I hearing him say, hey, I need this or I want this. It's, hey, coach, did I do this right? How was my footwork? Um, so he's he's really bought into this culture. And I think that's what makes this team special. Um, but he he is talented and he's a talented pass catcher. 
you know, and he made the most of some opportunities last year and definitely looking forward to, to seeing what he can do this year. I mean, he has really good ball skills. He has good length and, and good speed when he's in the open field. So, you know, if you if you kind of draw a picture of a wide out, he has a lot of those characteristics, um, you know, that you want. And so I'm excited to to work with him some more and, you know, and, and have him reach his full potential and everything that we do. I was going to ask, I think that he – He's not like he hasn't reached his full potential yet. That's that's what's so if you're an army fan, that's so the potential that he has is still. I mean, man, you there's there's points in the game where when you need a big play, he's gonna be and he's been consistently there for them last year. So, um, yeah, the other team knows that he's the number one wide receiver, but that also has to take give the attention, uh, take the attention to him and give some other opportunities for especially the running game, too. Opens up the run. It opens up so much when when you have those threats. I think Aaron, right? Or yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you can be multi-dimensional in your offense, and again, you know, we're gonna we're gonna run the football. You know, that's how our team is built, and and, and that's been a you know the successful ingredient to the to the plan. So we're gonna run the football, and then you know we're gonna take advantage of throwing the ball down the field. You know, when when we need to do that as well. So um, when you have somebody like Isaiah, you know, it threatens the defense. You maybe run the ball effectively. It's hard to put everybody in the box when you have somebody like him, you know, because now it's a one-on-one situation, and that's that's dangerous. Now it's a 40-yard throw over the top. So having somebody like him and, you know, and other guys in the room that can stretch the defense, it helps out the running game. And then when we, you know, we feel the need to, to take our shots, we'll take them and try and make them count. Yeah, I mean, you have other you, in, in that in your position group. You have other players who have saw the field last year and made some plays. Ryan Jakovic's one of them. Uh, Cole Catterbone is another guy. I know he's going to be playing maybe slot, maybe wide receiver. Going to be in and in switching off positions. Maybe a uh, Vache Daniels, another guy. Um, talk about talk about some of the other guys you're you're, you're able to coach on this team entering the preseason. Cole is just uh, about as steady as they come. I mean, he is. A leader, like if you if you want to draw the prototype of, of of what you want somebody graduating from West Point to be, he's that. I mean, he's just from day one has been phenomenal, um, just with his leadership and just you know being accountable to the guys in the room. Uh, I say the same thing with Ryan Djokovic. Um, You know, he stepped in and you know he hasn't played as much as you know maybe Isaiah and Cole, but he's been on the field and he's you know I, I saw firsthand last year. I think him make his first correct. I was on the opposite opposite sidelines and. Um, you know, but he's got a lot of uh, a lot of ability and just, you know, when you have guys like that, you know, it helps out the whole room. They're willing to do whatever is necessary for the team to be successful. And, you know, they have the ability to make plays when given the opportunity as well. Um, and Vaishay Daniels, another name that, that you mentioned, had a, had a decent spring and, you know, looking to, to continue to build upon, you know, he has some of the same traits that Isaiah has with some with some speed and just looking to you know, to build as many guys that we can to, to run through that rotation to to be dynamic as possible. Yeah, the wide receiver position, in the Army's offense is a, a position that's going to bring in the plays most of the time, and they're gonna you're gonna switch out. Um, they've done a great job of balancing snaps for getting some guys some on the field, some playing time, and maybe who knows, you got some rising sophomores coming in. Uh, Cam Shore, um, thinking of uh, Casey Reynolds as wide receivers. Uh, maybe you can help me out with some 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 of those sophomores that maybe. That that spring last spring was the spring that just passed. Was there time to get some snaps in and see if they could take that next step to getting closer to the field? Yeah, and, and spring ball is is pivotal for each program because you, that's where you build your team. You know, there, there's you know there are different seasons and different phases, and it's a that's an important one because you get those freshmen who may have been on scout team. They get the opportunities within the offense, and you know Cam Sure, someone who stood out 
really good speed, good ball skills. Uh, Casey Reynolds, uh, a little bit of the same. You know, he's a two-sport guy here, also plays yeah. across, really athletic. Um, you know, you know, L- Logan Burks is another one. Got a lot of valuable reps here this spring. So there's a lot of talent in that room. And, again, the, the goal is to, to, to come out of this thing where one, two, three, four, five, and six all look the same. You know, you're obviously going to have your guys that you want to touch the ball, but to build some diversity in the room, to build some depth, um, you know, guys knowing their role and, and knowing how to execute it and do whatever is asked of them in the offense so we can be multidimensional and it doesn't matter who's in the game, that we can still be effective in the run game and, and in the pass game where we need to be. I was going to ask you because I know you're coaching wide receivers, but in Army's offense, the slots also get – uh, some looks in, through the passing game, and maybe when you're when you're during the spring practice, the the, the abilities that you see from the slot receivers like um, Tyrell Robinson and Ajon Marshall, they're gonna they're gonna line up in, in a slot position sometimes outside of the tackle and have some opportunities. I mean, sometimes those guys. I mean, I'm sure during like drill team drills at the beginning of the practices maybe you get a chance to look at those guys and those guys have a lot those guys are very talented guys that are going to be a crucial part of this offense I think yeah I mean they're very dynamic uh, playmakers and you've seen both of them you know definitely T-Rob makes some plays uh, last year and saw what he could do with the ball in his hands and you know Ajon's another one I mean he's he's lightning in the bottle really smart football player um, you know, it's, it's funny, like we, we do a lot of the same things, you know, the slots and the, and the wide outs and the Ajon's one of those guys who'll, he'll make a play and be like, I coach, I can do whatever you need me to do outside too. So again, a lot of fun to be around, but you know, those guys are, are dynamic and they're, they're going to do us, uh, you know, they're going to do a great job this year and, you know, given the opportunities, you know, when we, when we need them to touch the ball, they're going to, you know, they're going to make some plays for us. Yeah, Brahim Murphy is another guy who's definitely made some big plays for this team. And you look at Army's offense uh, coming into the season, and yeah, there's some guys that graduation losses on the offensive line, and you know, fullback rotation uh, needs to maybe build some depth. But I mean, the playmaking that could be a part—it's it's, got to be really fun to be in a, a, a you know offensive meetings before practice with even the coaching staff to see that like what maybe I know potential is a word that maybe. I use a little too much, Aaron, but I mean, it seems like there's a there's a lot of options for no pun intended, a lot of options for this team uh, this season on offense. Well, I think the the exciting thing is when you look at you know the roster and you're talking about it in in the meeting room and, and Coach Davis is kind of going over uh, the depth chart and the board. It's you know there's a lot of guys that have played, and that's just as important as talent. You know, there's a lot of guys that have played valuable football, and then you add on to that, we have talented guys that have played football and that have made plays, scored touchdowns, you know, had it, had explosive plays in this offense. It's, uh, you know, it, it definitely gets you excited. You know, when, when you walk into a situation where not a lot of guys have played, you don't know what to expect. That's, that's hard. And, you know, it makes it a little bit easier when you know, hey, you know, this guy has been in the pressure cooker before and he's produced. Our, okay, so how do we get him the football and make sure that he can produce for this football team? And and when you when you start making a list of, these are the guys that you want to get involved in the offense and it it starts to go hey this guy and this guy too i mean that's that's pretty exciting when you're when you're riding off multiple names at multiple positions yeah you look at what so the season opens at coastal carolina september 3rd right that's a, a very successful program over the last two years and that you're gonna go into that game with a, like you said an off an offense that has guys with experience who played in bigger games than that you know who have been a factor in 
huge games, army, Navy bowl games, you know, games against power five teams. So, I mean, it's not like, um, I don't think an army team ever goes into, in, into a, a game thinking, Oh, you know, what, what blanks or anything like that or flinches or anything like that, but you're going to have a, a team that's going to be putting the gas pedal on pretty much go to start the season, which is, you know, on offense, like you said, when you have guys that have taken the reps, I mean, it's gotta be, it gotta be pretty good feeling. Yeah. You still got a couple weeks until you get to the preseason practices, but man, I mean, it's gotta be a pretty good feeling for the coaching staff. It, it is to, to walk into camp, knowing that there's some pieces there. It's, it's exciting, you know, but you know, I think, you know, coach Munkin does a good job of agree. He does a great job of explaining to all of us that, Hey, this is the, the 2022 version, you know, of, of, you know, West point football. So, you know, you know, these guys and the coaching staff, we have to do a good job of putting them in successful positions and, you know, they have to go out and execute and, you know, there, there, there is some talent. And you know, at the end of the day, this is a new, this is a new team. You know, every, every year you walk into a new team and, and coaches explain that to the team and explain that to us as a staff. So, you know, we're excited for, for this version uh, to start fall camp and hit the ground running. Yeah. This is the last question before we let you go. Um, saw a picture um, on social media where you hosted, I guess, the wide receivers at your house with your family and stuff like that. And you talked about like what it's going to, this is your, your family's first time on post being hired as coach. And just that shows like, it's just more, it's so much more about football at West Point. Right. And when you have that group of guys that, yeah, you're seeing almost every day, right. Once the season starts on the field and in the practice and the, um, film rooms and stuff like that. But to have that kind of family um, atmosphere around the team, just um, what's that like for, for, for you just to have your family experience it, the, the brotherhood, so to speak firsthand. I mean, when it first, when it comes to the guys, you know, to, to show, you know, the most important things in my life are, you know, my wife and my children. So that to expose them to that, I'm showing them that I, I love them and, and care about them too. Um, you know, but selfishly, I mean, my kids get a chance to be around, you know, you know, West Point cadets, West Point football players. I mean, what better role models could I ask, you know, for my children to get a chance to experience? And it's, you know, they came over. It was just phenomenal to watch them and to watch, you know, again, my son's eight years old and he plays football. So of course he's all into it. Um, But just to be able to watch them interact with my family and, and to watch, you know, my kids watch them and talk about them and, you know, ask me, Hey, tell me about, Isaiah, hey, tell, tell me about Ryan or, or tell me about, you know, so it's just, it's special. I mean, if you want a, a group of young men to, to, to point to you out to your your son or even your daughter, hey, this is who I want you to be like, it's it's pretty easy. I mean, this, these, are, these are special young men uh, that we have on our football team. Yeah, I thought when I was covering the team, I always want to um, portray, yeah, these are special kids, right, that come to West Point. But they also are just kind of just like, everyday people like me and you, right? I mean, they have their stories. Everybody has a unique story to tell about how they got to West Point or maybe the path that they took, how, how they had to like go through high school and get those grades up. And sometimes there's some, there's some hardships or some bumps in the road for these guys to get to, to get to West Point, you know, but you know, you're getting the best of the best, right? And you know that everybody has a story. And at the end, after their four years, they're going to be a commissioned officer and they're going to be protecting our country. So it's just like, you know, it's, I, I always tried to like push that narrative that, you know, these are just 
these guys have a story to tell just like everybody else. Everybody has their own story. And then when you sit down and talk to these kids and engage in these kids, it's just amazing the their path to West Point and their path when they're at West Point too because it's not – football isn't everything. You know, football isn't everything at Army, right? Yeah, so. yeah absolutely. And, and again, I mean, the, these are special people, but, you know, they're still young people. You know, yeah. they, they, they get – you know, cultivated and, you know, you, you kind of grow the plant down, down the hill in, in academia and then what they do from a military standpoint. And, you know, the job remains the same as a, as a coach, you know, we're still building upon who they are to try and, you know, squeeze the most juice out of them as, as we can, you know, so we can do our small part in developing, you know, these young men for, you know, for West Point and for, for our country. So, you know, we play a small part in that, but, you know, I, they are still young people and, you know, we're still, teaching and, and coaching, you know, but, you know, what a, what a group of young people to, to start off with um, as far as coaching. Man, it's going to be exciting to watch this year, man. I can't wait to see, see you guys out there. Hope to get to uh, some preseason practices and, and see, see the team in action. Uh, man, it'd be fun to follow, follow you, Aaron. Thanks. We really appreciate the time um, tonight and uh, look forward to maybe seeing you in the preseason and during the season too. Uh, thanks so much for your time. So, again, I appreciate your time and be Navy.